Hey, and welcome back to another episode of the Ren Pod with me, your host, Morgan Brooks. It's been a long time since I've recorded an episode, and this week I'm actually here by myself, which is weird. Um, hopefully in the future I'll be able to get my friends back on. Uh, but of course, with the state of the world as it is, everybody's kind of off doing their things and securing uh, various bags or preparing for whatever may come. Or they're off recording a podcast that they've started. So yeah, but hopefully I'll have a few of them on in the future to get back into talking comic books, video games, movies, um, as those things re-enter the world. Uh, so I've been on a bit of a forced hiatus here, working on a few other projects, working on some music. Uh, I've made a song, guys. That was a crazy thing that I've done while I've been gone. I made an entire, a whole song. Like, I wrote it, and then there was music made for it, and then it was recorded and mixed and all those things. Like, I made a thing, man. And uh, so now I'm working on some more stuff with that. And I'm streaming on Twitch as well, if you want to go check that out. Go look at it, Hidden Time Lord, whatever, um, if you want to see it. But I'm back podcasting here again, and hopefully we'll be able to do this for a very long time. And this time I won't be uh, forced into a hiatus anytime soon by the world being set aflame by insanity. Uh, but this week we are back, and I, I wanted to start off light. I wanted to start off easy, simple, um, with something that could be just discussed by myself um so th this week i'm talking about the mulan situation and i'm not gonna uh really delve into it too heavily in terms of like um in terms of like a discussion because i i don't have anyone here with me to discuss it with but i will talk about what's happening with it and then i'll, I'll give a little bit of my thoughts um on it on the situation then you guys tell me what you think and uh tweet at me at morgan l brooks um what you're what you're thinking about the whole Mulan situation, whether or not you're going to watch it, whether or not you're going to rent it or whatever. So let's get into this, right? So Disney Plus, in response to the current uh, state of the world, has said that they will release the film Mulan on Disney Plus as a uh, as a thirty dollar download. As opposed to a, a quote unquote rental, it'll be a download. 30 bucks to download it on top of, of course, the monthly subscription cost that it, it costs for the service. I myself, I, I have it. Um, I have the bundle package, so I pay 13 bucks for Disney Plus, Hulu, and ESPN Plus. One of those things I don't use. I'll let you guess which one. Uh, actually, two of those things I don't really use. Um, but one I definitely really don't use as often. Um, but on top of paying that 13 bucks, if I want to see Mulan, I would have to pay $30 and then it becomes a download, which sounds interestingly reasonable to me. Um, initially, at least when I first saw it, will I do it? Let's, let's get into that. Now that we know the basis of what we're talking about, right? Will I actually rent this movie? No, <laughs> that's the simple answer there. Um, and then we can we'll we're, let's go into why. Right. I I'm not interested in this Mulan film. Right. Like I. I had the Mulan that I loved when I was a kid. That was the Mulan that I loved. 
that will always be the Milan that I loved. That story um, was an amazing story that was told perfectly. Um, and I don't think it can really be done better than that. Uh, Disney is also known for musicals, weirdly enough. And if you're going to watch a Disney film, you're not going to watch a historical epic or a period piece or anything like that. If I'm thinking about a period piece, I'm not going to go to Disney for it, right? I'm looking for something that is a whimsical, musically fueled uh, story of fantasy and uh, thinly veiled European ideas of romance, right? Um, even for things like Mulan or Princess and the Frog or Pocahontas. God, I ugh, that movie. Um, it, it hurts my sensibilities inside. But I'm not looking to Disney to show me a historical, accurate, historically accurate portrayal of what it's like to fight the Mongolian Empire, right? I come because I want Mushu and I want songs, you know, I want to hear Let's Get Down to Business again. But in 2019 and in our 20, Jesus, what year is it? Uh, 2020. and with real actors instead of animation, right? Like I want to, I want Shang to run around, you know, I want to see that, right? That's what I come to Disney for. Would I like to see the story that Disney has made? Yes, but I don't want to see it from Disney. I want to see that from somebody who, I don't want to say like gets it, but somebody who gets it, <laughs> You know, I, I want to see that from from something like a like a like an A24, you know, or, or some indie like a Blumhouse or, or some something that's a smaller budget place. That's an indie film house that understands the intricacies that you're getting into if you're going to tell a historically accurate story. Right. Because we've all seen Disney and we've all seen their version of historically accurate. Right. So, um, i.e. Song of the South, i.e. you know, all sorts of nonsense that you that nobody really wants to get into. Right. So I come to them for whimsy and for something that I know isn't the real story, but much like a Grimm's fairy tale, you can sit there for an hour, two hours, three hours and forget about the fact that the real story is rough and gritty and not happy and horrible half the time, right? I.e. Cinderella breaking the slippers and her feet bleeding or, you know, Snow White dying but not waking up, things like that, right? And it's fun and it's interesting. Uh, on top of On top of that, I don't want to pay $30 for it. Right, that makes no sense to me um, as just myself. That makes no sense to me. I understand if you have kids, that is a brilliant, uh, an absolutely brilliant price point. And I will admit that 100% to Disney and, and seed them that point. If you have kids or you live in a, a household of more than five people who want to see this film, then $30 is absolutely nothing. But if you're like me, who does not have children, and the other people that live in my household could give less than two bleeps about seeing this film. Um, $30 is steep. 
I go to a I go to a movie theater. My movie theater in New York is twenty dollars maximum, and that's after I've gotten snacks. That's after you know, unless I'm going to see IMAX. If I'm going to see IMAX, then it's twenty five dollars, right? But still, that's five dollars less than seeing it at my home, which admittedly has a worse screen than a movie theater, has a worse sound system than a movie theater because I'm not done upgrading and I'm not done making my media room. So I'm paying more money for a lesser service. You know, that makes no sense to me, right? And I don't like that and I don't want to do that, right? Uh, so, you know, and on top of that, you know, there's no Shang and I love Shang. Um, so it doesn't make any sense to me. So I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna pay for that one. But when we're talking about this movie, we have to look at, well, what does it mean, right? Like, what does this movie mean for the future of movies? What does this movie mean for the future of, of, of entertainment, of us looking forward? Uh, clearly, on the basis, we can tell that it, it definitely means something about, well, we know it not something. It means that movies and cinema is moving towards streaming more and more at a faster rate than it initially already was because it already was heading that way with uh, lesser times between movies coming out in theaters as opposed to digital releases and rentals and all these things. We've already been being pushed towards streaming our, our cinema rather than going into an actual movie theater, um, whether it be price points because you can rent a film for $15 or $5 and your entire family can watch it for that one price as opposed to going into a movie theater. And like I'm saying, at my movie theater, if you're going to see IMAX, it's $25. And if you're going to uh, a regular showing or real D3D, then it's $20, right? So, and my my family loves real D3D. So that's why you should say $20 because non-3D is about 13 right? Um well, we love 3D. So we've already been pushed towards that. Even AMC's uh, A-List, Stubbs A-List, is in and of itself kind of a, a streaming service, right? It's not blatantly explicitly labeled that, but it's a service where you pay a set amount a month. Uh, it's a subscription service, so you pay a set amount a month to go and watch three films a week, you know, which is the equivalent of essentially just a, a low-rent Netflix. And I love Stubbs A-list. Don't get me wrong. I love it. I used it profusely when uh before, you know, before the world went to hell in a handbasket, you know? I used it all the time. Um, I loved it. It was amazing. Uh but we've been pushed towards this for the last few years, and now the current state of affairs has exacerbated those uh that movement forward uh by leaps and bounds to the point where now we're sitting at the cusp of several movies that were supposed to come out this month, this month uh, at the current time being August um, of 2020, where several films that were meant to come out this month are now looking uh, and sitting in what is essentially a, a cinematic limbo. We don't know what's happening with New Mutants, not that we ever did know what was happening with New Mutants. Let's be honest with ourselves. New Mutants may never come out. No one has known if New Mutants would come out for the last, I don't know, five years. We didn't know if it was being written, and then we didn't know if it would be made, and then we didn't know if there would be a, a director, and then we didn't know if that movie would ever come out. Uh, and with Disney buying Fox, 
we we had hope uh, and it was supposed to come out this month of august and that <laughs> i doubt it um if i'm gonna be honest with you i doubt it's gonna come out so we're looking at things like new mutants we're looking at black widow which is which is is still currently set to come out in the beginning quarter of next year of 2021 um but i am quickly losing faith that that movie will have at the very least domestic release uh it may have an international release that's for sure but i i'm quickly losing faith of the idea that black widow may have a domestic release in theaters um in 2021 uh we're looking at films like tenant which christopher nolan and his team are constantly uh fighting for the right to have tenant in theaters and theaters because they don't want to lose uh the leverage that they have and the only leverage they have is really um contracts of mutually assured destruction between themselves and uh movie studios um stating that well if one goes down then the other goes down right they don't want to lose that leverage of course so they want to at the very least keep any streaming releases to themselves which i completely can understand in the current climate um or at the very least get a cut or at least a first look or first dibs on those streaming releases which again is completely understandable completely reasonable and completely relatable um you want security and assurance in this time right so when you're looking at films that may never see the light of day may go into um may go into a, a vault somewhere never to be released or just generally may come out and fail because of just the lack of people to go you know due to safety concerns due to um you know due to public health concerns due to lack of food or you know or things like that or just a, a plain lack of of expendable income to be able to pay for a night out at the movie right you have to look at alternative revenue streams now before i get before i go um because we covered the main things that we want to talk about right and i'd love to when I have more people on, when I have my friends back on, I, I will definitely get deeper into this situation. Um, and, oh, if you're listening to this, by the way, you can follow me on Twitter for more discussions about movies or whatever, at Morgan L. Brooks. You can follow the network, at Renpod Network, on Twitter. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram, at Morgan L. Underscore Brooks. Uh, you can check out my YouTube channel, either um, YouTube dot com slash morganthor14 something like that i don't know uh my name is morgan brooks on youtube you can check that out for videos on uh on comic books superheroes blah 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 um or you can look at uh my gaming channel hidden time lord on youtube as well or uh check out my gaming channel on twitch where i stream sometimes with my friends uh minecraft uh xcom um whatever piques my fancy Sometimes we just talk and we talk about anime, writing, uh, music. Sometimes we make music on stream. Just whatever happens, happens on stream. And it stays there. Um, so yeah, you can go there, check out all those things, check out other podcasts that are on the network, such as Snacks Thoughts, uh, where Eric talks about just things that are on his mind. Uh, and check out a few of my friends' podcasts, which will some be around somewhere. Uh, but yeah, let's get back into it.
So when I'm looking at the way that people are going to try and make money and try and focus into this uh, in this coming time with cinema. I mean, you're going to go towards streaming. That's just that's, you know, that's that's how they're going to attempt to to make some money. Movie studios are probably going to go back to lower budget films because you can't spend a billion dollars on a movie when you're not going to make a billion dollars back. You're going to end up losing money and go out of business eventually. So we're we're probably going to kind of see a transition back to that early 2000s, uh, late 90s sort of idea of uh, direct-to-video, to right? Where there were these low-budget films that weren't great. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember them. Let me know. But I don't know if you guys remember those. But there were a lot of direct-to-video things that were not great films, but they were made. And I think we're going to end up seeing a lot more of that after this final wave almost of big budget films uh, comes out on whatever streaming service they come out on, or if somehow they find a way to get people back in the theaters to see them for one last ride, I think we're going to see at least a period of time when film studios, because you can't effectively stop making things, but you also can't, be profitable if you spend a billion dollars on every superhero film that has absolutely no chance of making a billion dollars. Uh, so I think we'll see a period of time, maybe a year, two years, maybe three years. Um, who knows? It could be the rest of the decade before we're really out of this and back on our feet economically as a, as a world, as a planet, uh, as a society, um, to where we might see for this time being just smaller budget superhero films which a lot of people have been asking for myself included i i've as i've seen more and more and more superhero content inundating the market um and truthfully oversaturating the market uh to the point where you can't look uh at any streaming service without their headline show being something about superheroes you have the boys with amazon you have uh umbrella academy with netflix you have um, I don't know. Hulu sucks anyway, so it never knows what it's going to do. You have, um, but I think they're getting Moon Knight. I, I made a video about this a long time ago. I don't know if they're still planning on doing it, but I know there was a Moon Knight show planned for Hulu, which I'll watch it. I love Moon Knight, so I'll watch it. Um, you have, uh, any Marvel show and movie on Disney Plus, you know, every streaming service has a superhero show and every tv channel almost has a superhero show now you know cw is the home of dc dc has a streaming service now right agents of shield was on abc for the longest time uh and it's finally ending and finally going to put me out of my misery um <laughs> of watching that show for the last seven or eight years and i have I love that show even when everyone hated it and I, I I can't keep watching it and suffering as much as they have made me suffer for the last I don't know decade maybe I got Netflix okay let's talk about Agents of Shield for a second time for me to rant okay it's been a long time since you guys have heard from me and it's been a long time since I've been able to talk to you uh I need to rant for a second okay Agents of Shield has made me suffer for the last I don't know how long better half of a decade that's for sure i got netflix because of agents of shield 
Okay? I was holding out on Netflix. I didn't give a crap about Netflix. I didn't care about Netflix. And then Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was on Netflix. And I said, well, I gotta watch this show. I gotta catch up on this show that I've really been meaning to watch. The second season is about to come out, and I haven't seen the first season yet. And I got Netflix to watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And I kept with that show. I stuck with that show. I was in pain with that show. <laughs> okay? When that, when that show was bad, and I mean when it was bad, I still was watching it. And then it got good again, and I had to convince people all around, in all my friend groups, that no, it's not that bad anymore. It's actually good. They've somehow turned it around, alright? they freaking turned it around, and they're doing amazing, and I'm super excited, and I really want them to do it, you know what I'm saying? Like, I have freaking put time and effort and sweat in my heart okay into that show all right and it is ending and my suffering will be over <laughs> my suffering will finally be over uh because they have made me sad for so long all right god just let Gemma and fitz be happy all right rant over uh this is, this is gonna be a short episode there's no one here to occupy my time uh, and make me sidetracked, so I'm very focused about this. Um, yeah, DC uh, has a streaming service. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. has, of course, been on Netflix, on, uh, on ABC for the longest time, forever. Um, so it's too much superhero stuff. Every movie, every single year almost is a superhero film. You know, everything is somehow superpowers right now, right? So there's too much, and I think getting away from these big budget samey superhero films because I've almost completely gotten out of the MCU after Endgame. It hurts me to say that, but it's true. I still have not watched Spider-Man Far From Home. You know, I I've almost completely gotten out of it and I don't plan on really getting back into it unless they change quite a few things about their storytelling and about uh the way that they're just doing things. I don't like the idea of not suddenly connecting the universe and everything kind of being on its own. I understand the aversion to a larger story. You know, I get it. I understand the aversion to a larger story. I get it, man. But I think having everything just not be connected anymore, it, it takes away from what made it special, you know? And that hurts a little bit, you know, and, that, and it feels weird to have put so much time and so much effort and, and watching these movies for 10 years. And I've read comic books my entire life. You know, I turned 23 this year. I've been reading comic books since I could read, you know, and I so I've been reading comic books for 20 years, 19, 18 to 20 years, man. Like. It feels weird that I, I know these characters, I know these stories so intimately um, because I grew up with them. And now all of a sudden it won't matter almost, you know? It's weird. I don't know if you guys feel that too. Like, let me know uh, if you also feel that about the MCU. But so I think getting away from these, everything's got to be a billion dollar major motion picture back into the simplicity of what made filmmaking filmmaking you know like movies didn't start out where they are now you know they didn't start out these massive 
behemoths of uh, of entertainment and i use entertainment loosely in certain cases i.e transformers uh <laughs> but they weren't these massive behemoths of a spectacle you know films used to be small just something short something funny or something heartbreaking a story to tell it was the natural progression of an oration now you have the ability to record video and for posterity so it's the natural progression of a book which was of course the natural progression of a story passed down from generation to generation uh from kupuna to you know to grandchild you know uh of stories of mythologies of heroes larger than life who came to save you when you couldn't save yourself it was natural progression and film of course of course as it became more and more of a of a money machine those budgets of course increased and you got larger and larger productions and eventually you hit the the massive production days after uh, you know around spielberg times and, and these types of things and then star wars hit became a a classic and, and you know changed pop culture forever and all of a sudden everything had to be these large scale uh stories but i for one am excited to get back to smaller ideas and smaller retellings and and just really reconnect with uh with what filmmaking is all about reconnect with what movies are all about and reconnect with what's important the story the story the characters the people right um yeah and i i don't know that could be a little bit selfish because i'm currently writing a script so <laughs> who knows we shall see but yeah i i can't wait for that but I've lost my train of thought. All I can think about is Mulan now. Uh, I would love for them to redo it. If they don't redo it, fine. Um, they're releasing it. I'm not going to watch it. To be frank, I'm not going to watch it, man. Or lady, person. I'm not going to watch it. Um, 30 bucks is a bit steep. If everybody else in my household says, all right, let's watch Mulan not the original one, then I'll say, okay, now it's worth something. But if you're a single person whose family doesn't care about watching that movie, eh, you know, we'll, we'll get something. We'll get them another time. You know, like I, I love to support, um, Asian stories. And I think that's extremely important. Um, and I think it's extremely important to tell the real story of, of certain things. Definitely. But I think it's also, you got to know your audience and you got to know the studio that you're working with, you know, and Disney is not the the studio for that. Not no offense to Disney, of course. Um no offense meant, but you know, we come to you for fun musicals, you know. But yeah, that's it for from me for this short episode of The Ren Pod. Uh I I don't know if I don't know how I feel about just me recording things. Um but I mean, we'll, I guess we have no choice but to find out how it works, right? Let me know what you think about this episode of the Ren Pod. Uh, 
by, I don't know, leave a review. Um, or, I don't know, tweet at me, at Morgan L. Brooks on Twitter. Um, talk to me on Instagram. Send me a message uh, at Morgan L. underscore Brooks on Instagram. Um, hop over to, uh, I don't know, Twitch. Twitch.tv slash Hidden Time Lord to see me stream video games and talk about the same type of stuff, but live so that you can ch- chip in and we can have more of a conversation. And, um, and I don't know, I play music on there sometimes and write things sometimes uh, and talk about anime a lot more. And I do it with my friends, so there's more people around and more things for us to screw up. Ah! Um, or hop over to YouTube, check out all my links. Things will be in the description below. Uh, and I might be starting a new podcast. So for all of you, um, all of you uh, people of color, so if you're black, Native American, um, Polynesian, uh, Pacific uh, Islander of some kind, Micronesian, um, uh, I might be starting a podcast pretty soon about our history, our various histories, uh, as I'm part of those three communities myself. Um, so if you're interested in that sort of thing, if you're interested in history, if you're interested in mythology, if you're interested in, in old-fashioned stories, you can check that podcast out. Um, I will update you with the title and all those types of things on my social media and as more podcast episodes come forth. Uh, and if you're interested in being on that podcast, reach out to me. Let me know. And we'll set up a time. We'll set up a date. We'll figure it out. We'll do this in safety of each other. Um, but... For now, this has been a half an hour of me rambling on in my office. Um, So for now, that has been all from me, your host of the Ren Pod and your main Ren boy, uh, Morgan Brooks. And I hope you'll come back. I hope you'll leave me a five-star review. Leave leave us a five-star review on the iTunes or whatever you get your podcasts uh, from. We're everywhere, all over the place. Uh, and uh, I don't know, say something nice to your people, your friends, family. Let them know that you love them because uh, stuff's weird out here, man. So uh, hope you enjoyed. I always enjoyed, as always, talking to you. So let me know what you think. Talk to me all around the Internet. Um, I'll talk to you next time. Uh, see you then. Goodbye. <laughs>